0: let's pray holy god thank you for guiding us back to the basics with a reminder of your commandments for us open our ears our hearts our minds for what you have for us in jesus name amen i'm sorry how many of you have uh rules for your kids You you have, Pastor Johnson has no rules, they just run wild. (laughs) They follow Kristen. So why do you have rules? It's interactive, you can shout out. Boundaries, keep them safe. Maintain Maintain order. Sounds good. To help them. Perfect. Today we're looking at the Ten Commandments in a slightly different way. Um, there's an author named Dr. Edwin um, Lutzer, who wrote an article back in 1986, way before I was born. Ah, Donna laughed the most. I like that. That was good. Thou shalt not lie, Pastor Johnson said. And he stated that God was showing the void between God and his holiness and our sin with the ten commandments how holy he is how set apart he is and we needed these commandments the standards god set sees us as dead and deceived and only god's grace can bridge that gap so here's god here's us and there's a huge void when there is sin god spoke from a mountain so you can visualize god up here And the void that it takes to come to here. Our God is holy. God is set apart. We are the fallen. God takes sin seriously. It is abhorrent to God that we sin. God cannot be in the presence of sin. It grieves the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as we know, being a person of the Trinity, is grieved when we sin. The Ten Commandments are laid out to protect us, like you said, to protect us, to provide boundaries for us, so that we are protected from the consequences of sin. We were subject to God's wrath without, without Christ. So we have those rules for your children. So that you can protect them from the consequences of their actions. As parents, you hate to see them stray from that. You hate to see them go against you. Your hearts are grieved when your children disobey. Your hearts are grieved when you see something that they're doing. And they are now having to face the consequences for those actions. And you can't do anything about it because they chose that even though you have tried to protect you don't have rules to be mean or do you uh and you don't have rules to be no fun or do you when i was a kid and i was taken um well uh, that's a nicer way of saying dragged to saint Dennis. Dragged to church as a kid. I thought it was boring. And all the shout-nots and you, thou shalt not. And I pictured God on this big cloud going, thou shalt not. With a big finger and big and big angry face. Thou shalt nots and the Ten Commandments were scary and no fun. And I pictured myself as this hopeless sinner. Our God created us to be in relationship with God. Our God created God has guidelines for living into that relationship. Let's take a look. I have lots of slides today. So for the visual people, um, it has to keep Matt awake. um, And for the visual people, you will enjoy it. So what what we're doing and what the author of of the article was talking about was looking at it in a different way. Instead of thou shalt not, we take it upon ourselves... That we are people who, we embrace this. We are people who do not have other gods before our God. What are those gods? What are, we, don't, we don't have a, um, a bronze calf in our backyard, do you? You don't have a br- bronze calf in your backyard. Do we fill our void with devices? Eating too much, drinking too much, shopping too much, keeping so busy that we do not even have a moment for God, keeping so busy that we are not taking time. That is having other gods before our God. Do, we are people who do not have that. We are people who do not make idols. I had a tough time with this, because uh, so I had to kind of research what this would mean. Any representation of God... Any false deity that we worship, maybe statues that we worship, statues that we worship. My grandmother had a, um, uh, and I'm sure your family did too, Donna, she, we, uh, she, she and I uh, grew up in the same um, church in the same school, so that's why I keep looking back, but there were statues all over the house, and she would pray to the statues. Now, there is such a uh, thing as, um, I forget what the word is now, where you're uh, You are honoring, but you're not worshiping. So be careful of that line where we are going beyond, venerating, venerating, and winding up worshiping the statue, thinking this statue is going to be able to bring you what only our God can do. We are people who do not use God's name in vain. Is God's name carelessly thrown around? Are you saying, oh, even in, even in the old days, even in the Old Testament, God's name was so, was so valuable that they couldn't even speak it. Yahweh, they, all the words that, that formed Yahweh, they couldn't even speak it. We come to, we come to know that Yahweh, as we put the, the uh, consonants in there, but they couldn't even write it out. They, they, uh, they, uh worshiped his name so well, so much, so deeply, that even to speak it, they didn't feel worthy enough to speak. Is God's name thrown around? Do we use it in slang? Do we uh, use the first and uh, second letters of his son's name carelessly? We are people who keep holy the Sabbath, Are we so busy that we don't take time to rest in our Lord? We recognize God as our creator and even God took time. He he set up God set up an example for us to live an example for resting. But you say I cannot take a whole day. It's impossible. I have too much to do. I cannot take a whole day. How about taking one hour per week? and then building from there how about even those who cannot make it to church because of work and these are the realities of life can you carve out 15 minutes to set aside <coughs> and build on that progress to take time for a sabbath it is so crucial for our spiritual life it is so it is so crucial have that relationship with our almighty god to be in to be nurturing that relationship with our god we are people who honor our fathers and mothers our good fathers and our good mothers who gave us so much who watched us as we fell away from the guidelines that they gave us and and still loved us when we fell still loved us When they saw us being disobedient for their guidelines who gave so much for where we are today however perhaps you're in a position where this does not ring true lean on god lean on others who have filled that void as a mother as a father honor them honor them for filling that void if you come from a place where mother and father were not godly honor who brought you into a relationship with our god we are people who do not murder we are created in the image of god do we have hatred for one another Do we have a hatred for one another that is still, in the eyes of God, in our minds, murder? We are people who do not hate. We are people who love no matter what. And always talking about those boundaries, wishing them well. Wishing them well even though there is that part that is toxic. But having true hatred for someone else. ...fits this category. We are people who do not commit adultery. Preserving the sanctity of the home is needed. Preserving the home... ...and keeping together what God has brought together... ...is crucial for our families, is crucial for our communities... ...is crucial for how we function, how we get along... We are people who do not steal, no matter how small it is against another. No matter how small that stealing is, no matter how small. We are people who do not steal. And let me tell you something, because I'm going to make myself sound fantastic right now. I forgot to pay for something. It was a little. He's going to. Mike's going to roll his eyes, but I I uh, was at the uh, self. Um, uh, Check out. I was going to say self serve, and I'm like, that's not right. And uh, I, there was a little tiny thing of ice cream, and I got all the way out to my car, and uh, saw it in the cart, not in the bag, and went all the way back in and paid for the little thing because on my con- in my conscience, I couldn't think of. I know that I, I missed this, and I need to go back. And. It, it, it would have, it, the, the conscience would have weighed on me. Little things like that. We are not people who bear false witness. Slander, libel. Slander is uh, speaking against someone. Libel is written. I, do I have those right? Yes. Libel is written. Imagine. Imagine what it does to someone's reputation when you gossip about them, when you, when you speak about them, and it's not true. Imagine what it does. Imagine how, how much it takes to get that reputation back when we bear false witness. Imagine even in a, a courtroom, people who have been put away, people who have been let go because of false witness, how important that is. We are people who do not covet, desiring what is someone else's and not being content with what we have. Not being content with that car that runs, not being content with your little house. You want the neighbors. Why does he have that? Why does she have that great house? I work hard for that. Hey, they're, they're uh, filthy rich. I'm only getting by. Not being content with what we have in life. Not being content with what God has granted us. So now what? Oh, we're in big trouble, aren't we? We're in big trouble. Nobody? We're in big trouble, right? Okay. So that's the end of the sermon. Just kidding. There's good news. (laughs) John, there's good news romans 3 23 says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god god's holiness and god's righteousness is that glory we all sin we all fall short of that of of the glory of god but we have an advocate who's our advocate jesus we all need to say it together jesus yes jesus christ is our savior there is forgiveness. There is grace. We have learned the Ten Commandments, probably as children. We have learned the "Shout nots" and "You shall not." But when we embrace that we are people who follow the Ten Commandments, follow these for your God, gu- for your life, using these guidelines, getting back to basics about how we live, how we are to live and stay right in the, in the relationship with our holy God and to be more holy. We look at these commandments and we want to be it right with our God. We want our holy God to be guiding our way. So as scary as even these are, when, we, uh, when I try to make them about us, there is hope in Jesus Christ. So um, no matter how many of these you have broken, and I have broken, there is grace, there is uh, redemption, there is forgiveness because of our almighty God through Jesus Christ on the cross. But I wanted to bring this up because I wanted us to have that reminder of how to live and how God wants us to live, how he wants us, how he is grieved, how God is grieved, how the Holy Spirit is grieved. But that there is mercy and hope and don't let anybody let you uh, think that you are hopeless because I have people who have come up to me and said, I'm not worthy. I am not worthy. Maybe you're not, but we have Jesus Christ. And as long as we have him, that's all, that's all we need where I, where I came from to where I am now, where many of you come from to where you are now, because of the grace of God, because of that we have, but let these be your guidelines for living. When you're in doubt, let this be how you live, how you, uh, maybe even post them in your house just to remind ourselves how to live and how to be in right relationship and that Christ has redeemed us. Almighty God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for your mercy, for your kindness, for your love. We thank you for reminding us that you don't take sin lightly. You don't take any breach of your commandments lightly. Because you love us so much, you want us to be in relationship. And by following these guidelines, we are able to still follow you. Help us this week. Help us this day. As we rely on you. In Jesus' name, amen.